This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 227 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I'm going to give you some insights from the book Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds Without Surgery by Brian Ganey. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it thin. Not till you lie. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. And if you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you in the basement trying to lose some weight. And, um, you know, I've had a an interesting month in the fact that, um, and, and this is really where this book is really going to help me, I believe, that I keep kind of... Uh, I, I gain weight during the week and I lose it on the weekends. And so it's not that losing weight is a problem because obviously I can do it. It's keeping it off. And we had Brian on the show uh, a while back, a couple months probably. And um, this book is called, again, Impossible, How I Lost Nearly 400 Pounds Without Surgery. And I'm actually reading it now. And I got to tell you, it's just... Amazing. Now, here's the only thing. If I had any criticism from this, it's not a big deal. Obviously, this is a self-published book. And what do I mean by that? It means occasionally you're going to find a typo. Big deal. The content that's in here is really, really cool. And for instance, I'm just going to share you some of this. And uh, probably going to be a shorter show today. I normally record these on Sunday. And uh, hey, it's Mother's Day. So for all the mothers out there, I uh, deeply appreciate the work that you do. It is a uh, thankless job many, many times, and you'll be amazed at how smart your kids think you have grown between the ages of 18 and 25, because I know I didn't realize just how amazing it was my parents were until I got about 23. I remember 18 to 23, I was like, wow, this guy's got smart. So happy Mother's Day to to all. And um, what Brian is focusing on is really just, we, we heard his story. He basically almost died at the age of 37. And what he does is basically say, it's a very, and, and it fits this podcast, it's very logical. It's just like, okay, quit being stupid and let's look at what happens. And um, so he says, uh, when it comes to eating, essentially it is the way you eat evaluate a food 
For instance, watermelon, as the name implies, is mostly water. It is nine calories an ounce. The leading brand of nacho cheese tortilla chips is 150 calories per ounce. Because he talks about, you know, he eats all the time. He eats all the time. And he says, any changes you're willing to make have to be a change you're willing to make forever. If you're not going to do it permanently, because we've said this before, it's a lifestyle change. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that one of my vices is Mountain Dew. I go on and off the Mountain Dew wagon. Right now, I am uh, off the wagon. I have about, I, I do my best to have three a week, right? Not crazy, but it worries me because there are those days when I'll have three a day. So it's something I have to recognize. And uh, so for me to say I'm never going to have Mountain Dew again is maybe not the smartest move because what happens when I have one and I'm not perfect? Well, then I feel like a complete failure and I snowball into hell, for lack of a better phrase. And so he's talking about it's not a matter of never eating again and starving yourself. It's a matter of eating better food. Again, very logical stuff here. So he says, you know, watermelon is 9 calories an ounce. Uh, tortilla chips, 150 calories per ounce. So 10 ounces of those chips is 1,500 calories. 10 ounces of the watermelon is 90. Same with green beans, 9 calories an ounce. Bananas are 25 calories an ounce versus 150 for that little bag of chips. So he's not saying don't eat. It's a matter of eat better stuff. So he says, there are some things that you have to get your mindset right. Number one is you can't care how long this is going to take, which is an interesting slant. A lot of his stuff in this book is completely against what people teach because we've all heard that a, uh, a goal without a deadline is a dream. And he's saying he gets that. He says, but, you have to not care because, again, when you put a deadline, on one hand, they help you stay motivated in some cases. But on the other hand, if you get on the wrong side of that, then you start to hate yourself again. And he says one of the things you have to do is start where you are at. So here he was. He was 37. He almost died. And he said at one point his, his exercise was simply walking to the mailbox. That was like a major because he was 577 pounds. And he says, you start where you are because that is the only place to start. Again, kind of logical, but it makes sense. And you can't really care how long it takes because the, the story behind this book is every doctor was coming to him saying, you need to have, you know, surgery, weight loss surgery. And he's like, I don't think so. And when one said, he said, what if I lose it myself? And the doctor looked at him and said, that'd be impossible. And, um. He is basically, it took him years to get it off, but he lost that. And he said, so really, he had to just not care about what anyone thinks. And he says, oh, I almost forgot one thing. Unable to cope with the food commercials, I cut my cable and quit watching TV. Now, to me, that is like one of the smartest things I read in the book is the fact that I think if we all just quit watching TV in general, I think the world would be a lot better place. Uh, I have, uh, I went out and bought an antenna. I've been watching free TV 
and it's just crap for the most part. The other great thing, he talks about changing your mindset. He says, you may have heard the statistics, which vary depending on the source, but between 9 and 10 people that lose weight gain it all back. He says, I've read 90%. I've read 95%. He says, it doesn't matter. What really matters is that we have a plan to lose weight that includes another plan to keep it off. If you approach your lifestyle change correctly, you will be the 5% and not the 95%. So say this out loud right now. I am the 5%. Go ahead. I, I didn't hear you. I am the 5%. So he goes in and he, he just blows things out of the water. The fact that, you know, we want to rely on diet pills. We want to rely on diet food and low-carb diets. It's all just poppycock, as my grandma used to say. And um, he talks about setting up your expectations correctly. He said you'll be better off losing 50 pounds in the first year and keeping it off than you would be losing 100 pounds the first year and gaining back 200 pounds. And studies have shown the longer it takes to lose the weight, the more likely the person is to keep it off. And he talks about you should work with a dietitian. Always, as always, talk with your doctor and uh, really get all of your health problems on the table and kind of see where you're at. And the one thing that he said to me is, um, and not to me, but in the book, that I was like, you know what? I completely forgot about that. When I was growing up, back in the day, uh, I, I could probably count on one hand, maybe two, the amount of times my entire family went to a restaurant, like an actual, I'm not talking McDonald's, I'm talking restaurant. Restaurants used to be a, a treat. I mean, we would get dressed up. And uh, somehow we have come to the conclusion that restaurants are a necessity because we don't have time to cook. And I've talked about that in the past. That's crap because you go to Olive Garden, you got to drive there. And my, let's take my Olive Garden. If I drive to Olive Garden, it's going to take me 10 minutes at least, if not 15. I'm going to get there and probably wait another 10 to 15 minutes. So I'm up to whatever, a half hour, 20 minutes to a half an hour. Then I'm going to sit and order my food once the waitress shows up. Then I wait for my food. Now, but seriously, by that time, it's easy, 40 minutes. Are you going to tell me I couldn't have cooked a better amount of food at home, more healthy, and then when it does show up, it's this portion size, the size of my head. One of the things that killed me this week, and I got to just start doing this. I know what to do is I went to a restaurant, and I thought I should ask for a box right up front because if I don't, I'm going to eat the whole thing. And you know what? I ate the whole thing. That, that drove me crazy. But he says you, we need to kind of get out of the restaurant business. My apologies if you run a, a restaurant. But only you should be preparing your food, and there are ways to do this. So, and he says, but wait a minute, no restaurants ever. And he goes, before I lose you completely, you know, just think about it. It's turned into the only way to eat for a lot of people. He goes, and that's just a disaster. If you're eating primarily at restaurants, you're going to just not achieve your goal. You cannot surrender your lifestyle change to a restaurant whose only goal is to sell you uh, as much food as possible as cheaply as possible. So will you be able to go to a restaurant again someday? Yes, you will, but not for now. And uh, he talks about how, again, you can do some of this later. He goes, you're going to need to exercise 
And um, he says, and prepare to eat and eat all the time. But this is not going to be the crap that you're going to be, you know, this is not fast food. This is not diet food in some cases. He goes, you're going to eat three meals per day and get three stacks. Starvation is not an option. He goes, you are what you eat. The 95% that gain the weight back ride the roller coaster of frozen diet dinners, meal replacement shakes, protein bars, diet pills, and other assorted nonsense. He says, again, you are the 5%. And when you lose weight, you, because you're one of the 5%, are going to go about it the right way. You're going to do it your way, not their way. And he goes, that's another key point here. Everybody is different. So when we all go, if I just follow the doctor or whatever plan, the 17 skinny belly, milk in the morning, no milk, carb, low fat, sugar diet, it's not going to work for everybody. And that's one of the things that you have to think about is the fact that, yeah, maybe your friend is doing something and it's working for her. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And sometimes it gets hard because you hear what somebody did to, you know, get skinny and you think, oh man, I can never do that. Well, guess what? That's a horrible way to think because there's always going to be somebody that is stronger, faster, better when it comes to working out, when it comes to exercising. It's it, On one hand, it's nice to find an exercise buddy, but there is something to be said that when you find somebody to work out with and they're way on a completely another plateau you know that you are they're just on a whole nother level and keep in mind that we don't care what everybody else thinks and we're not worried about how much time we're just worried about making permanent changes for the better and in this case this is not about them and what they do this is about you and no one else so he talks about how it's about making a healthy lifestyle and he said the word lifestyle encompasses many things. And this includes things like how much stress we're under, the quality of our relationships. And I thought about this. If we turned off the TV and spent time, that time working on our relationships, that would probably eliminate a lot of the stress in our life, which would then eliminate our need to want to go feed our face. We talked per nauseum on the show about how much sleep we need to get. And uh, basically... The overall happiness of our lives as part of our lifestyle, the quality and frequency of the meals we eat is going to play into that lifestyle and how much physical activity we get on a daily basis. So we need to look at the big picture. And he totally talks about how it's so stupid to have a New Year's resolution because we all tend to to break them. And um, he says, there is no next year. There's only right now. If I could just blank, if I could just blank, then I know I would lose weight. He says, uh, this used to be my specialty and what is is one of the many gateway statements into the magical kingdom of denial. First of all, if then thinking almost never comes true. He says, to illustrate this example, apply it to something else in your daily life. If my child would stop misbehaving, then I wouldn't be stressed out. The truth is the kid is always going to act up and you have to decide or not decide whether or not you're going to be stressed out. In other words, you control your reaction. And so your response is your responsibility. And he says, but saying you have to be able to do something else in order to lose weight, you're employing a delaying tactic. What you're really saying to yourself is, I'm not ready to handle this problem right now. 
and this is the one of the coolest lines. This is when I went, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting this book down. You might be thinking to yourself, I'm not ready to handle this problem right now because of all those things we just mentioned that make up our lifestyle. Maybe we've got too much stress. Maybe our uh, relationships are, are in the toilet, things like that. And you're thinking, I can't do this right now. And he says, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I said, it's not like any other book I've ever read. He says, there, I've said it. Your eyes do not deceive you. I actually told you there's nothing wrong with not being ready to lose weight. He says, it took me 37 years to work up the mindset and achieve the focus and control to pull this off. He says, it shouldn't have to take me 37 years to get to this point, nor should it for you. He says, and I'm not saying it's okay to put off doing something about your health. If you're extremely overweight like I was, your health is threatened every minute of every day. If the house is on fire, you get out. So having a sense of urgency is a key here. But let's not pretend. I don't believe people are really ever fat and happy, but they can be content. And he talks about how the fact that uh, he had girlfriends when he was over 500 pounds, but he really, he says, uh, you can become very content. He says, but I was miserable. Um, I was miserable, but I was content. The point is, he says, if you're not ready, you're not ready. But be honest about that, which leads me uh, to another thing he says here. He says, I can't find the motivation to lose weight. And he says, listen to this. He says, I lost 250 pounds in 1997 and 1998 in 14 months. So he's lost 250 pounds twice. He says, I spectacularly dove headfirst off the wagon and gained it all back in about nine months. It was humiliating and depressing. The failure was so traumatic that it plunged me into a deep, dark depression that lasted for nearly 12 years. And we've talked to different people that have some sort of rock bottom moment that just makes them go, okay, enough is enough. And in his case, it was kind of almost dying. He says, but that will spark you. That will get you off the couch. What really counts is what keeps you going and what makes you keep going after that. He says, real motivation to lose weight comes from deep down inside of us. You want to live longer. You want to be healthier. You're tired of dreading going to the doctor. You're tired of all the pills. You don't want more sympathy. You want to see your kids graduate high school. You want to live to see your grandchildren grow up. And he has a, a homework for us today. And that is write down, not an app, not a, a Word document, get out pen and paper and write out the reasons why you want to lose weight. He goes, it's just you writing. Look at what you've written. Think about it and kind of um, meditate on that for a bit. So at the top of the page, again, write reasons to lose weight. And then write as many as you can. Put that somewhere because that is the motivation to lose weight. Not uh, this, you know, lightning strike, things like that. He says, and remember, the things that you're going to be giving up, if you're not going to do it forever, there is no point doing it. He says, because what happens is you use these temporary habits and you lose weight and you go back to your old habits and guess what? You get fat again. So you have to figure out what habits you're willing to replace with good habits and that you're going to be willing to do pretty much forever. He goes, there is no dramatic start. There's no fanfare. 
He says, really, if you want to start, start right now. Just eat a healthy breakfast and go for a walk. So in next week's episode, I'm going to continue talking about this book. I highly recommend it. I'm not done with it yet. And it's one of those things. Last night I was at the grocery store with my wife. And um, she she likes to shop. I shop like a dude, meaning I go in with a list. I hunt it down. I get in. I get out. And so uh, we, we have a situation like that where if she's in the mood to shop, I will, uh, you know, I'll just walk around, you know, trying to get my Fitbit steps up. And I'll just pull out the Kindle and start reading on my phone. And um, so, I, <laughs> so I'm only about halfway through this book. And uh, if you want to check it out, go to week, uh, go to weekly web tools. That's another podcast I do. Go to logicalloss.com forward slash two, two, seven. And it's such a just logical. And, and he goes through like next week, we'll talk about debunking a lot of myths. And, and the thing I like about this is it's not some Harvard you know, report. It's not Dr. Oz. It's a dude that lost 400 pounds. And he's saying, here's what I believe. And here's why I believe it. And here's why it works for me. Even though he says at the very beginning of the book, it's, you know, not everybody has, it's not a recipe, but he's giving you the philosophy. Cause again, we've said this before. It's all about the mindset. It's all about the mindset. And uh, I am very excited reading this book. I've, uh, th- this past two months, I've not been doing well. You know, I, I'm up and down and up and down and up and down. I started off the year doing great. And, um, so like this morning, I talked in the last, uh, podcast about putting yourself first and I did that, but it is the food I'm eating too much. So I started off, uh, today going to the store. I've got a bunch of, uh, fruits and vegetables. There's a novel idea, you know, instead of chips, how about green beans? A bowl of green beans. To me, yeah, that is a snack. A bowl of peas is a snack. And, yeah, it's not a, a peanut butter cup, but it's still yummy. And the point is here, food is nourishment. And that is something that we we kind of have to, uh, people disagree on that. No, it should be a treat. No, it's it's really, it's it's meant for us to live. And so many times we want that treat that we then abuse our body. So I, uh, again, go out to logicalloss.com forward slash 227, or you can go out to, uh, if you'd like to just support the show, go out to logicalloss.com forward slash support. And if you're going to be buying anything from Amazon, I'll have a, a button out there and you can click on that. Anything you order through that doesn't cost you a dime and it will uh, help support the show. And of course, if you're looking for accountability partners, we meet every Monday at 630 online on your phone. You don't even have to have a computer. And uh, we dial in. We kind of hold each other accountable. And uh, my uh, my partners are kind of going, Dave, uh, it's time to put up or shut up. So that's what I'm doing this week. And um, I have uh, one of the things that, that I did, and then we'll get out the door here, is I was using a uh, an app. And my fitness pal kind of does this, where you'll say, this is how many calories I want. And the problem is, you know, we'd go out to eat again, restaurants, not a good idea. And it would just blow my p- plan. And I would wake up and it'd be like, okay, you have 800 calories because you ate so much yesterday. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. And so I would still put my food in, but I really wasn't looking at how many calories were left because I'd run out of calories at lunchtime. 
And so there are times when you have to kind of do a reset. And this week was one where I just went, yeah, that was kind of dumb because I wasn't really paying attention anymore. And again, I went up and then I was like, oh, this is bad. And then I quit eating and washed my food and kind of ignored the calorie thing and just quit eating. And again, that's not a great long-term solution. So we're going to work on this together. And uh, that's really what the Logical Losers are about. If you want to check it out, go over to LogicalLosers.com. It's kind of a a much cheaper version of uh, Weight Watchers. So we do weigh in. We have tools there. We've got a private Facebook group. And uh, if you want to join us, go over there to LogicalLosers.com. But let me remind you that while uh, it's too late to write a new beginning to the story, you got plenty of time to write a new ending, and you can do it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Take care and God bless. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to.